Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back. It's Positively Wrestling. I, of course, am Tim Kennard, and joining me, as always, the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the little Jimmy to my, what's up with that? <laughs> Steven Davidson. <laughs> That's the second time you've called me a little Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another three think, months, I'll I'm drop the... it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the crash pad to your Jericho. I'm always saving you. Yeah, apparently, apparently. <laughs> We'll be talking about that a little later, blood and guts, of course. But uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys have uh, downloaded and listened to and are enjoying our Celebrities in Wrestling episode that we dropped earlier this week. Welcome to Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. That's right. New time, new day. This way you can kick your weekend off right. Same time. Same time. New day. New day. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah, we're wrestling fans. Yeah, you get it? <laughs> Can you dig that sucker? <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, so uh, thanks for joining us. Please continue to like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. We appreciate all of the support. Um, Going to get things started as always, as always, with our three count segment. And um, I have a question, Steve. Oh, okay. A question, and that is. Why does Mick Foley only buy store brand soda? Oh, because he loves cheap pop. That's right. He can't resist ah, a cheap pop. Yes. <laughs> Look at that. We did not discuss that. No. He did no. not prep me for that. I'm just a genius. <laughs> That's right. Um, who was funny in his own right, but didn't make my list. Okay. <laughs> uh, three favorite comedy acts in wrestling. And uh, this is a fun one just to think about this side of wrestling and the humor and how it's not always super serious. I'm going to beat you up. It's supposed to be fun. That's right. It's fun. It's entertaining. Um, But it was my challenge. So that means you got to start off. Number three, who makes you smile? Who makes you laugh? All right. I'm going way back for this one. Back to my childhood. And I, I couldn't not include on a list of comedy wrestlers the bushwhackers ah the bushwhackers Luke and butch to. yeah i mean they even as a kid they were never like one of my top top teams i was a heart foundation rockers and demolition kid um but i loved the bushwhackers and i remember um i was i was we had third row seats to a house show and um the bushwhackers corner was near where we were. And I spent that whole match just yelling at whoever was in the corner, trying to get them to acknowledge me. <laughs> um, of course they, they didn't, they couldn't do that, but um, I guess they could have, maybe they're just, okay. What assholes? Um, ah! You're off the list. <laughs> oh, bushwhackers. God. They're great. Uh, that took a turn, didn't it? That did. That, 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 that escalated very, very quickly. <laughs> it did. It did. Um, but uh, come on. I mean, you know, they, they were hardcore wrestlers before joining the WWF and Vince turned them into a comedy team. Like they were known for their bloody matches and, and 
slicing people open and using weapons and then they became the bushwhackers from the sheep herders to the bushwhackers and they were as good at that as they were being the bush as they were being the sheep herders and uh they made everybody smile like today people would crap all over them but back then everybody loved them adults loved them kids loved them and they were just a good time and uh yeah they made me smile and uh they still do yeah, I mean, how infectious was that uh, that entrance? Because I the mean, wall. the whole crowd would get into it with the yeah. arms and everything. Yep. Oh, yep. loved it. I was a big fan of the Bushwhackers as well. And I, <laughs> I always have to mention one of the worst like tag team finishers of all time. Oh yeah, well, the well again, ram. the battering ram wasn't the finisher. The double stomach breaker was the finisher. Oh, the okay. battering ram was the setup. But occasionally they would get a pin off of of the battering ram which you know yeah i agree not 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 that uh impactful of a move um don't, don't see anybody trying that one nowadays <laughs> no double stomach buster was better um yes. <laughs> but uh it was definitely a move very very on brand for them very in character for them ah excellent yeah. what's well, a excellent choice at number three uh gonna flash back forward to the present for me and my number three is the king of sloth style he's freshly squeezed he's orange cassidy okay <laughs> i uh was until AEW kind of got on the scene i was totally oblivious to orange cassidy was yeah um but i have become very very taken with oc i i, I just think he's hilarious but he's also quite skilled is that what you uh, call him what OC? Is that what you? Yeah, is that what you call him? Did he, no, I was just, did he say, "Hey, call me OC"? Yeah, he said, "Call me OC." Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the whole the hands in the pockets gimmick, the whole thing, uh, and apparently, uh, I was doing a little research. He originally wrestled under a mask. I can't remember the name of his mask counterpart, um, but then he kind of decided to go a completely different way with it. Took off the mask, said, "I'm going to do something nobody else is doing." The kind of you know, I'm going to work as hard as I can not to do anything. <laughs> the kind mm-hmm. of lazy guy um, can't even be bothered to do a full thumbs up. It's only a half thumbs up. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was really funny. And then what really won me over is when he had a match with uh, with Pac in AEW. And he, he said, okay, this time I'm going to try. And if you get a chance, because they will be talking about, they're going to have another match coming up next week yeah. on, on a loaded Dynamite. Uh, but in that match is just just great moments because the the frustration on Pac's face <laughs> and he just he he can't put him away and you know it's it's hilarious. But if you get a chance, go watch that first one. It's phenomenal. It's what sold me on Orange Cassidy. Okay, um, and now he's become one of the biggest stars of AEW. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. But that's why yeah, he's he, my he, number three. He won the most popular wrestler of the year award in the PWI year yeah. issue this year, or, or I guess technically last year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely made a made a mark, and I think he's going to go big. He's going to have a big career, I think. Yes, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. All right. So for me, number two, not on your list, but he is on mine. Mick Foley ah. had to be my number two, especially during the Rock and Sock era. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he knows. I mean, he went on to become a stand-up comedian for a while. I went to one of his comedy shows. Yes. Um, and he he has great timing he has great sensibilities and he's he's very clever and witty and he doesn't just resort to the lowest common denominator type of humor um he you have to think a little bit 
about a lot of the things that he says and does. Uh, I mean, my favorite things are just when he'll slip in some sort of line in a promo. And I don't have an example. I didn't prepare that much. But he'll just slip something funny into a promo and uh, not explain it and not really even wait a beat for you to react to it. If you weren't listening, you missed it. Yeah. And um, he, he did that a lot back then. He would just say something funny and then just keep on talking right through it. Um, but he did the big obvious thing too. You know, the, uh, not thing, but things like the, this is your life stuff with the rock, which we've talked about before and, mm-hmm. and uh, bringing Yurkel the clown in to visit McMahon in the hospital. And yeah, so just great stuff. He's one of my all time favorites period. Uh, but he made me laugh so much over the years. I had to include him. Yeah, I mean, and like even adding Sako, yep, was a great spot. Um, yeah, no, Mick, I can't argue one bit. Mick Foley hilarious. I've actually got to see him do his stand up thing as well. Uh, he didn't, you know, put me in a suplex. I know, but, uh, that's me. I'm special. But uh, I did get to talk to him for a few minutes about Hell in the Cell, which we were at, where he got thrown off the top of the cage, which was really yep. really cool. Yeah, um, I had an eight by ten of him in all three of his personas. And he signed it as all three and then as himself. It's very cool. That is very awesome. Yeah. yeah we, we love Mick. Mick is hilarious. Uh, yeah. Rock and sock. Uh, so many laughs. Again, the uh, this is your life with rock. Yeah. <laughs> one of the longest segments yep. in WWE history, but also one of the highest rated. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. Uh, yeah. So great choice at number two uh, for me. Uh, we've talked about him before. got to talk about him a little bit more and it's stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore the hur- the hurricane. I think that gimmick for Shane Helms was amazing. Um, even uh, when he would do the 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 alter ego the the reporter. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Which was awesome. <laughs> what name did he use? Did he just use Shane Helms for that? I don't oh, know. No, it was Gregory Helms. Gregory Helms. Yes, Gregory yes. Helms. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I, I and again. He had many gimmick changes throughout his career. Um, and like back in WCW, what was a three count, which is their like boy band yep. gimmick. And then he went to just Shane Helms, kind of more of a hardcore, serious character after the hurricane. But, uh, and I think he's, he's backstage producer again now. Yeah. Um, yep. Cause he was furloughed, but then they brought him back. Correct. Uh, and you know occasionally when they need a a hurricane appearance he'll do it and he still gets a great pop because he's just entertaining yeah Uh, and memorable and memorable he's yeah he stood out he stood out at a time when steve austin was there and the rock was there and that says something yeah because those guys are and i'm not saying in a bad way but they're they're hogging a lot of the attention and it's hard to get noticed and he did something nobody else was doing and got it over yep such an amazing guy. That's why he is my number two. <laughs> All right. For me, number one, going with a bit of a comedy team here, a bit of a duo. Okay. One of them definitely not known for comedy. But when he did it, he was great at it, especially when paired with Kurt Angle. I'm talking Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kurt Angle uh. doing their comedy <laughs> shtick. Yeah. When they were when they were uh, under the thumb of Vince McMahon, Jimmy Crackcorn, and I, I don't care, care. Jimmy Crackcorn, I don't care. The little cowboy. Hat. I want Olympic gold. Yeah, uh, just singing the songs. My mom still talks about that stuff. <laughs> My mom still brings that up. 
um, and just how great that was. And, you know, part of it was seeing Austin do something we never thought we'd see Austin do. Yeah. Um, and he, he played it completely straight, never cracked a smile. And, and for his, I mean, angle as well, played yeah. it straight. And it was almost Deadpool-like humor. Like, mm-hmm. they don't know they're being funny. At least, sorry, comics Deadpool. It's not how movie Deadpool is. Um, but comics Deadpool doesn't know he's being funny. Um, <laughs> and, and neither did Angle, the characters of Angle and, and Austin. And that's really what made it work. Uh, Austin singing Kumbaya. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, and the cowboy hat. Yep. Yeah. Um, just absolutely my favorite comedy stuff I've ever seen in wrestling that it's comedy gold that is very very good uh i didn't even think about that when doing my list that duo yeah um but no that is very very awesome um for me number one uh always loved it uh, even though when he was first presented they were gonna go kind of serious with him and that was the milan miracle ah. Sentino Marella, yeah. um who you know they they found that his shtick was going to be humor and he was so good at it. The timing, the mispronunciation of some of the names when he would talk about people, the teaming with him and Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and Beth, then, you know, Beth Phoenix, Beth, Beth Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah. she was paying, she played basically, you know, the straight character and he was the funny yeah. and she played it serious and he didn't, it was, it, it was great. Um, He's had some misses, but you know, that's okay. Um, Santina, Santina, which you know, in the beginning, Santina was funny, it just in the climate when he brought him back for the rumble, not so much, but at least they handled it well. He just came in and eliminated himself. The thing Um, is, he could really wrestle, yes, yes, he could. Um, and it made the the elimination chamber match when it came down to him and Daniel Bryan for the world championship, and and those two guys were good enough to make us think, oh my god. Santina's gonna win this thing. And Santino was that that <laughs> that made it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and because Santino was so beloved by the fans because of the comedy, when he would show those flashes of brilliance in the ring, you really wanted him to do well. You're like, oh like and you believed, oh, he's gonna pull this off, something's gonna happen. Like when he would uh get a little run when it wasn't straight a comedy stick in the rumble, you were like, Okay, Santino's doing good, but um he was just so good so funny always made me laugh uh love that guy and uh see if his daughter's gonna be the same way he's trying to uh you know talk her into the wwe with uh, his tweets lately (laughs) Ah, i haven't seen that okay (laughs) yeah apparently she's getting getting ready i guess to graduate college and he sent out a tweet and tagged triple h and stephanie saying you know she could be the the future she's Uh, coming kind of thing so okay um that'd be I, very uh, very cool i almost got into a fight at a wrestling match because of santino morella really i did uh I was, at a, I was at a raw with uh-huh. our friend shane uh-huh. and we were in the third row uh-huh. and uh the guy next to me so shane is sitting to my right and there's a guy to my left um huge santino morella fan apparently like Almost like it seemed like that was who he was there to see <laughs> santino morella and santino comes out and the guy stands up and he's cheering and whatever. And that's fine. Um, the bell rings and he stays standing. He doesn't sit down. Ah. The, behind him is a little kid, maybe, I don't know, eight, 
maybe nine years old and the kid's mother and uh, the kid can't see. And uh, the, I forget which order, but one of them, I think the mother asks the man to sit down and he just kind of blows her off. He doesn't say anything. And uh, she asks him again and he says, uh, shut up, bitch. Wow. And so that, that gets my attention. And uh, then the little boy taps the man on the back, the little boy, and, and asks him to sit down. And he blows him off. He blows the little boy off. The little boy does it again. He pushes the little boy. He oh, pushes goodness. the little boy. And I'm like, you know what? That's not going to happen. That can't. No, it was this no. kid's first wrestling match. Oh my god! It was his first wrestling match, and I'm I'm thinking, you know, I don't want this to be what this kid takes away from this night. Yeah. Um, and so I got in the guy's face about it, and he was, you know, trying to bow up to me and whatever. And we didn't fight, um, but uh, he he did back down, and of course Shane was there too, and I. I, I I didn't know for sure if Shane would have my back if I needed it, but I assumed he might. Um, he has since told me that he he would have. Um, maybe one day you can prove it, Shane. Um, back back those words up. Um, but later ran into the kid and his mom at. Well, they they both thanked me and and uh, later ran into them at McDonald's and the boy was like, "That's my friend," and it made me feel really nice. Oh, that's um, awesome. But I, I'm just looking at it from the from the kid's perspective, like, and from the mom's perspective. I mean, who is this guy? Like, of course he's going to be bullying them when you know it's it's some two people much smaller than he is. Yeah, and and yeah, he felt really brave. And then you know when I got in his face, he wasn't quite as brave. Yeah, I mean that that's uh, awesome that you you stood up for them. Not awesome, this dude's attitude. Yeah. Um, bottom line, because I mean. Returning to live events is a very real possibility. And, yes. And we'll be talking about that too. But bottom line, just be courteous. Yeah. We're all fans. If you're not there to have a good time, why are you there? Don't be there to ruin someone else's time. Yeah. Let's all enjoy it together. Yeah. Be positive. Um, yeah. The, the general, um, what's what I'm going for? The general wrestling um, etiquette. Is stand during entrances when the bell rings, you sit down. Yes. And then if something big happens, you stand up and cheer. And then when it's kind of passed, you sit back down again. That's the etiquette. Yeah. So if you if you go to a wrestling match, you can stand during the entrances, you can stand during promos. But when the bell rings for a match, you sit down and put your signs down too. Yeah. And I understand that people stand up in in a heated moment of excitement. Right. During a match. That's that's cool. That's cool. But don't just stand during the whole match. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah, but anyway, that that was our three count segment, our favorite comedy acts. Now you may have noticed one name uh, missing from both of our lists. Of course, but you might have expected. Yes, is the phenomenal R Truth, yeah. and it, to me, it was like it was very obvious for him to be on the list. So we just want to give him special recognition because uh, he continues to entertain. He's been doing this comedy shtick for. God, 10 15 years now yeah a long time a long time his career's been even longer than that but um we we absolutely love our truth uh and just want to give him a special shout out he is super super funny 
hope he continues for years to come to make us laugh uh, yeah. with the WWE. And he's so. back on Raw Talk, but still not back on Raw. So I, I, I'm very confused as to what's going on with him. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been and a pure speculation, of course, that maybe they're just trying to very quietly get rid of the 24 seven championship. <laughs> he should probably stop bringing it on raw talk then. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Or, or, you know, maybe they'll do something. that's like, you are 24 seven champion for life. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You no longer have to defend it. It's just your title. <laughs> every 24 and every seven from now on is <laughs> yours. Yeah. You are the 47 divided by three over two champion. <laughs> Why those numbers? I don't know. Okay. Uh, but anyway, let's get on with the show. Don't you uh, want to know what next week's? Oh, that's right. No. What what challenge do you have for me? Sorry. All right. So I want to know your top three matches that okay. ended in some sort of non-finish. Oh, this so it can be, be a tough. draw. It can be a disqualification or a countout. Um, just no pinfall, no submission. And, you know, nothing that ended in a way that you would want the match to end or okay. that you expected the match to end. Okay. So, you know, if it's a last man standing match and they somehow circumvented that 10 count, that would count as a non-finish. Just something where the match okay. didn't, didn't end cleanly. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be on my list. But another example would be The Fiend versus Seth uh, Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yes. Hell in a Cell. Yes, that would be an example. Right. Never going to yep. be in my top three anything. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Me. Yeah. It's not on my list either. Unless it's maybe definitely most not what I hated non finishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we, we, our, our gut reaction is to just crap on any match that has some sort of non finish. But that's not always the, the scenario. Sometimes the match was great leading up to the non finish and the talents aren't responsible for the finish. So let's give talents who put on a great match credit for it. Mm-hmm. regardless of whatever the finish was. Excellent. I like it. It's going to be a tough one, but I like it. All right. I like it a lot. All right. Um, so let's see here. We can start, I guess, because we have a lot to cover <laughs> since we're yeah. the first one on Friday. we got a lot of shows to kind of go through. Yeah. Um, two so, NXTs and two AEWs. So if there's something you were wanting to hear us talk about and we don't, sorry. <laughs> we're just <trying> to <laughs> right. we're not going to come back around to it next week. That's not yeah. how this works. Um, so uh, let's start with NXT, of course. And uh, Tony Storm has a, a little streak kind of going on right now. Oh, not one she wants. Not one she wants. She hasn't won. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Zeta Ramir beating Tony Storm on her uh, NXT debut, thanks mm-hmm. to uh, a, a little a little help. A little help. From Zoe Stark. A little distraction there. But, you know, that was the story. Yeah. So it didn't make Tony look bad, but it made Zeta look great. And yes. uh, she hit a shooting star press all the way out to the middle of the ring. Yes. Let's talk about impressive. That was crazy. I didn't think she was going to make the rotation. I was a little nervous about it. She almost didn't, but she, she pulled it off. And again, it's another example of NXT making a female talent relevant right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've been um, so good with that lately. Yes. Uh, I mean, and we've said it before, uh, just, heads and shoulders above the rest the female division in nxt is outworking i think pretty much everybody in wrestling right now as far as 
from a total standpoint um, of a division, they are just killing it. Yeah, at least uh, in, in Western wrestling. Okay, okay, true, true. Um, but yeah, definitely Western wrestling, they are, I think, the top division uh, currently. And they're, they're suddenly fairly deep. Yes, yes. Uh, we've got a number of names. And, and NXT, I was noticing this with this week's show, this week's show, I'm kind of jump around a little bit, but it, 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 it's a point that I want to make that I'm tying into this um, really well structured in getting as many talents on the show in a relevant way, female and male mm-hmm. in a relevant way, whether it be in the ring or we had like a backstage dueling interview with uh, Mercedes Martinez yeah. And and Raquel, um, Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez. So, you know, that was a way to get the champion on there in a way that commanded attention, but didn't take up so much time that other people weren't able to get on. So, yeah, it's been a really, really well written and structured show for the for, for the men's division and the women's division. Yes. Agreed. Uh, switching over to a little bit of the men's division. Bronson Reed, of course, earns himself a rematch uh, against Johnny Gargano. Um, for the North American title, and he did this by beating um, Austin Theory mm-hmm. in a match, and which we saw coming. Yeah, there was no I, way Austin was winning that match. No, um, so I think Bronson's going to take it this time in the rematch. It still feels like it would be such a short reign for Gargano, but if they're trying to build Bronson Reed into something, yeah, you don't want him to lose again. And I mean, even though it is Gargano, I mean, Bronson Reed is such a monster type guy. I just don't see them having him take the fall twice. You don't want to, you don't want to Strowman him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's not make that mistake. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out as we get, I don't know when the match is. Yeah, that is, we don't know that yet. Um, but, uh, but I am looking forward to it. Um, I like Bronson Reed. Mm-hmm. Uh He's great in the ring, uh, so I won't be disappointed if they put the belt on him. But you're right, it would feel a little short-lived for Gargano's reign. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we had a fantastic match between Isaiah Swerve Scott and Leon Ruff. I loved this match. Yes, it was they, really, really good. They were doing innovative spots that weren't so over the top that they pushed the, the limits of credibility. Mm-hmm. They were timed well. They were executed well. I loved the very beginning of the match where Leon Ruff charges in and Swerve knows he's going to do it. So he just sticks his knee up. Yeah. And catches him right in the face. That sort of stuff is what I love. And it's what everybody should strive to do in their matches. It's the kind of stuff that I talk about Sasha doing all the time. Mm-hmm. Just coming up with new things that we don't see and they don't have to be crazy over the top shane mcmahon jumping off the top of the empire state building sorts of spots clever innovative spots like that that's what gets people talking and that's what people remember um i think really yeah i could nitpick a little bit i think maybe um the the biggest issue was at the very end where um leon was about to dive yeah, onto yeah, onto yeah, stage uh, structure. Yeah, and AJ Francis mm-hmm. comes in. Um, who, if you've been watching Most Wanted Treasures, you've become a little familiar with him because he's the guy who's going around trying to find everything. 
Um, former NFL player, I believe. As well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know for who, I don't know football. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I think he was a little out of position. I think he was supposed to be between Leon and, and swerve and yeah. didn't quite get there. And to Leon's credit, rather than wait for him to get in position, he went ahead and jumped anyway, kind of telling the story of, oh, this guy's not supposed to be here. He's going to try to do something to me. I'm going to go ahead and try to take him down. Yeah. Um, so Leon kind of made it work. But I think that's the only main criticism I have with this match is I, I just think he was a little out of position. But man, um, this was great, great yes. stuff. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot as well. And of course, this uh, now we have like a new faction there in NXT with uh, Swerve Scott AJ and two more that I just can't think of right now. Um, she's got kind of the white dreadlocks. Um, uh, okay. I might've missed that because ugh, Tuesday night was a very, very, I had something going on that was very right. serious. Right. Um, um, but yeah, if you go back, uh, they do, they form a new faction. And unfortunately I didn't do the research to get, the name and everything but it does look like we're breaking off a few little factions in nxt which i kind of like okay um i actually had to go back and re-watch that match because while it was happening things were playing out in my life that right. were very serious um so i guess i just cut it off too soon i didn't see that okay i'm yeah. sorry everyone that's okay um but yeah so good stuff the match was awesome if you haven't seen it go back check it out it is very very good um carry across we get the big old entrance. We get a promo with uh, Scarlett and him in the ring um, where he talking about where I, you know, I laid out this challenge. No one has stepped up. And then of course on cue, <laughs> everyone steps, up. everyone steps up. <laughs> we get, uh, Oh goodness. Uh, no, no worries. Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> we get uh, Pete Dunn and of course, a returning Finn Balor. Um, and then we get Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Well, basically it, it ends up in a brawl as usual. Cross clears the ring. He's sitting there and Finn is on the entrance way and they're kind of jaw jacking back and forth. And then in comes theory and Gargano and they jump him, beat the crap out of him and leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, huh. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on right now with Karrion mm-hmm. Cross and the NXT title. So, hmm. I just wonder, are they going to just keep making him look this strong forever? Because that never, I won't say never, but that almost never seems to to last. Yeah. Uh, it lasted with Brock Lesnar, kind of, and then they had Drew McIntyre beat him in five minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the longest time, they've always talked about how Karrion Cross is one of those guys that could just at any point go to the main roster because he, mm-hmm. he, he's got it as far as that the the performance aspect the size what vince likes and he could easily be slotted on either show and maybe that's why it's like because maybe he's not going to be around much longer in nxt and they're going to pull the trigger a lot earlier i don't know i get the feeling he's going to be around for a little bit because they they just you know he had the the title reign that lasted what one it wasn't one day it was a week or whatever it was because they had right. to take it off of him mm-hmm. um and now he just won. The, I think if they were going to move him, I don't think they would have just put the belt back on him because I don't think they'd want him to have two very, very short reigns. So um, True, but I mean, maybe it's one of those instances where it's 
you know, he keeps throwing out the challenge. Nobody can take him down. And in a very short time, he's like, there's obviously nothing here for me. You can keep the title. I'm going for bigger things. Yeah. And then go. To I, don't, a, I don't, I don't think NXT would do that because they would devalue their title. That's true. That yeah. is true. I don't think they, I don't think NXT would do that. Yeah. So, so who knows? Well, yeah. have to wait and see. Uh, could be leading to a triple threat, a fatal four way, uh, uh, a five way, a, a six pack challenge six or pack something. Challenge. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but uh, other big, big news on NXT and another match we absolutely adored was the women's tag team championship match between Candice and Indy. And of course, the champions Shotzi and Ember. Wow. This was also something. great. It was this great. This was something. Um, some of the spots, just crazy. Shotzi Blackheart's just insane <laughs> with some of the stuff she does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was just really, really good. I really liked this a lot. I, I loved, they put some thought into what they were doing. For example, um, Candace set Ember up on a table outside the ring, but then mm-hmm. she got distracted by Shotzi. And so she kind of left Ember there. And so Ember felt kind of, oh, I can take a breather. And so I can relax here for a second. But Indy noticed she was over there. So she runs over and does a springboard elbow when Ember's not expecting it. That sort of timing, that sort of thing, so that it doesn't look like your opponent's just waiting for you mm-hmm. to do your big spot. You can always find a way to do that. And so it annoys me when people are waiting for somebody else to do their spot because it's always the way around it. And that's a good example of it. And yeah, it was, it was an excellent, excellent match. I loved it. What a great episode of NXT we had this week. Yes. And of course, uh, new champions. Yeah. And Candice winning. And I really like this. I like putting the belts on them. I yeah. thought that, I thought they were going to do it earlier, yeah. <laughs> obviously uh, at stand and deliver. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait a little bit, but I got yeah. it either way. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, really enjoyed it. Really, really, uh, starting to appreciate Indy Hartwell's talents as well. Mm-hmm. She is really, really good. Yeah. I kind of, kind of want her to, to break through that, that, that glass ceiling and go to a main roster at some point in the future. Not immediately, yeah. obviously. And I want Rhea and Indy. Ah, yeah. I think that would be a good match. But. I think Indy could be a good comedy wrestler. We were talking about that. That's true. Um, she's been really funny with her interactions with Dexter Loomis. Yes. Um, <laughs> But when she gets in the ring, she's serious, almost like a, a Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. um, who was hilarious in backstage skits and on interviews and in promos. But once the bell rang, he, he outwrestled almost serious. anybody. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't funny anymore. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious to see how she develops. I'm anxious to see how she develops because I'm really enjoying what she's doing. Yes. Um, let's uh, jump over to some AEW. And... Uh... Lots of good stuff to talk about with AEW. Um, of course, we got two shows of them to get through, too. <laughs> um, but to some of the highlights, Brian Cage beating Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. Where I, is this going? I did not see this coming. I thought mm-hmm. we were building uh, Page up for a possible rematch with Omega. Mm-hmm. But Brian Cage. Okay. I mean, but hey, Brian Cage is a monster, and him right. and Omega... I'm down for that match as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, I didn't see this one coming. Yeah. I don't think anybody really did. Um, it's been over a it, it, clean win, right? 
Uh, yeah, I think it was yeah. pretty much clean. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And and as a result, because Adam Page was the number one ranked yeah. contender. And as a result, he dropped out. And now we're getting a different match to determine Kenny Omega's next challenger. Yeah. So now it comes down to Pac and Orange Cassidy. And the winner faces Omega. And uh, for my money, I'm almost betting it's going to be Orange Cassidy. I feel that too. I think, I mean, I, the way that especially they set it since, up. Yeah, especially since Pac won the first meeting and with the backstage interaction and the way Kenny Omega's running Orange Cassidy down, it yeah. almost seems like that's definitely where we're going. And then Orange Cassidy comes out and they have that face-to-face kind mm-hmm. of interaction. And yeah, I don't know why they would do that if they were going to build to, to Pac versus Omega. So it seems almost guaranteed that yeah. that Orange Cassidy's going to win. Which I'm excited. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's well, I mean, and we also, as we talked about fans and crowds being back um, at the next pay-per-view for AEW. Full, a full, full crowd, a yeah. full capacity crowd there in Daly Center, which I think they said is about 6,000 people mm-hmm. is full capacity. And now that depends on set building and all that kind of stuff. And if they do anything special for um any kind of light social distancing but it doesn't sound like they will um i mean that that would prevent full capacity well that's true yeah and they just recently did a mgk machine gun kelly concert in daly's place as well at full capacity oh i didn't know that okay um and the cons kind of co-promoted that you also call him mgk uh machine gun kelly uh, sometimes (laughs) okay all right um I tend to not talk about them at all, really, but <laughs> except when it's revolving when, around when you two aren't fighting. Yeah, when we're not fighting. Um, okay. Otherwise, I say, "Yo, what up, gun?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, and with that UFC going full capacity for one of their recent uh, shows as well, I think is mm-hmm. kind of ushering this back in. So it'll be interesting to see how WWE maybe follows suit. Maybe they try to get people back sooner than later. Mm-hmm. maybe we'll i think i think they'll have a close eye on on this and see how it goes and yeah I, every, they, everybody will be watching i think yes yes so i'm excited to have the fans back i think that atmosphere is amazing uh i hope it's not too soon a yes. lot of people are resisting getting the vaccination so we'll see but uh yeah but hopefully hopefully um but also we got uh moxley uh defending against yuji nagata yeah, next next week. So that's next, that's next week's card is, is stacked. Yeah. Stacked. I, the, so he's defending the you know IWGP US championship mm-hmm. against Yuji Nagata. And I mean Nagata's been around for forever. He was on Nitro. Yeah. Um just uh, a legend. Um and uh I, I gotta say, you know, back in the, the heyday of the Monday Night Wars, if if you and and I and our friends had sat around and said, okay. In 2021, which of today's current crop will still be wrestling? I don't think I would have singled out Yuji Nagata, mm-hmm. Goldust, mm-hmm. Mako Satamora, mm-hmm. not the Hardy Boys either with all the stuff Jeff was jumping off of. That's true. So uh, it's, it's interesting to kind of think about that sort of thing. So, you know, if we were to right now, out of everyone that's currently wrestling in 20 years, a handful will probably still be wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wonder who it's going to be. Freshly squeezed. <laughs> All right. Well, it depends on what you're squeezing and how hard. 
Yes. Yeah, so, um, or- I think Orange Orange Cassidy has that potential. Yeah. Uh, very he's a young guy, and with his shtick, he can do that pretty much forever. <laughs> yeah. And well, and so much depends. You know, it depends on injuries. And well, that's stuff true like too. that too. So um, yeah, it's just interesting to kind of look at it that way. That you know, The Rock is done, and Austin's done, and Undertaker's done. Well, Undertaker has been around for a while at that point anyway, but um triple h is done but eugene Nagata, he's still going still rocking um, yeah so you know good good for him and so it'll be a big match and uh i, I expect moxley to win mm-hmm. um but uh it's something unique and something different that you don't see every week so that's always a good thing yes and we also get uh scu they of course earned a title shot versus the young bucks and I believe that match is also next week. I think it is. They are I, loaded I've, with title matches next they week. They are. They are. And I've not been high on the tag division in AEW, but one exception to that is SCU. I do like SCU, and I always have. Um, and the Butcher and the Blade, I like them too. Yes. Um, so, again, I don't expect them to win. Um, but I, I enjoy the work of them. And so... Um, it might make me watch a Young Bucks match a little more closely than I usually do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also, we, uh, we we it's finally happened. Britt Baker is getting her shot at Sheeta. Now, this isn't next week, of course, but yeah. it will be on the pay-per-view, and it's about time. Yeah. It is about time. I think this is it. I, th- I, I think it is, too. She just yeah. had that belt for quite some time, and... Yeah. They really, if you really want to push Baker, you cannot have her lose this match. Yep. She's got to become champion. Yeah. Um, I could see her maybe losing one match and then coming back in a rematch, but I don't think that would be the best way to do it. Yeah. And I think, I think it's Mm pay-per-view fans are back. This could be the perfect time for that big win for Britt Baker. Yeah. And then Um, she's got a ready-made rivalry, ready-made program with Thunder Rosa. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because, you know, I beat you and now you're the champion. So I'm coming for you. So, you know, lots of ways to go. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed Sheeta, but nobody can be champion forever. So right. um, I think this would be a good time and a good person to switch it to. Where's Riho? Where's your girl? I don't know. Uh, it, that's a good they, question. They, they took her away from my stardom and now they're not even putting her on TV. Like, give her back. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it's again that with them not quite having it figured out as far as TV time for yeah. them. But I mean, I, she also hasn't really even been on dark or um, the Monday night show either. Yeah. Uh, elevation elevation. Yeah. Uh, except for like a couple weeks ago, I think she had a match on elevation, but that was it. Um, if you're not going to use her, give her back to me. <laughs> Cause stardom was putting her on every show and I thoroughly enjoyed watching her on stardom. Oh, I agree. Hey, if you're not going to use her, put her somewhere that will. (laughs) Um, But let's uh, let's get to talking about blood and guts. This is the big, big thing that happened um, this week on AEW. Of course, you had war. (laughs) It's basically war games. It it Um, was war. They just can't call it war games. Yes. Yeah. Uh, With one of the rare match names that's actually copyrighted or trademarked, whichever one it is. Yeah. um, Because you can call a steel cage match a steel cage match anywhere. Yes. But you can only call a War Games match a War Games match under the WWE umbrella because it was also the name of a pay-per-view. Yes. So now they own it. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. So hmm. Blood and Guts is what they went with. Yeah, went with Blood and Guts. Uh, match, I mean, still the same. Two rings, big cage, um, 
no pinfalls uh until everybody's in oh no pinfalls no, no, no pinfalls period right period no, no pinfalls in the match until everybody's in yeah you can't end the match until everybody's in and it has to be done by um submission submission yeah and wow <laughs> wow now spot fest um, yeah of course some crazy spots in there i like the story with this uh, it was a match that, even though it did have spot fest, it didn't have to rely on them at the, at its core. It was just the hatred of these two teams mm-hmm. against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I absolutely love the finish. I love the story of Guevara, who idolizes Jericho. And, of course, it ends up with Jericho and um, MJF mm-hmm. on top of the structure and MJF is like, either give up now or I'm throwing him off of this thing. Mm-hmm. And Guevara, in a moment of emotion, is like, I give up, I give up. And then, of course, MJF, the consummate heel, does it anyway. Right. Um, I actually love that a lot. I, I, liked, I liked that as a way to get Guevara to give up. Okay. Um, the, the the logic for getting up there didn't work for me. Okay. The the logic for getting up there was MJF was trying to escape. This is vacuum wrestling. Has he never seen one of these matches before? Has anyone ever escaped by scaling to the top of a giant cage? True. Never. True. They're always followed up every single time. So that didn't work for me. Um, the bump. Uh, this was a failure on a couple levels it was number one it was the failure on the director's part yes the only problem i have with this bump in jericho is it should have been shot in a different way Mm -hmm. i have no problem with him landing on a padded structure no definitely not especially after everything that went on with matt hardy and all the injuries in wrestling you have to protect them Jericho's in his fifties. <laughs> right. You have to protect him coming off. Even if he wasn't, even if he wasn't. Yeah. But I mean, that just adds to it that the mm-hmm. risk for right. him is much greater. Um, like you could have left the shot on MJF's bloody face, smiling after he pushed Jericho and just then, shoot it from the floor. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, shoot the aftermath, but, you know, you could have saved and not shown the impact. That was the problem. I mean, that that giant, <laughs> it was just so obvious what was going to happen because there was yep. this giant thing there that uh-huh. we'd never seen before right underneath them. Like, it was it was just so, it felt a little silly to me yeah. at that point. Wasn't, um, wasn't really as bad as the bomb spot. No, no. Um, but, uh, there, again, this is one that's polarized uh, the internet, of course. Yeah. Uh, with them talking about this finish, but like I say, well, it, and I and I I, I want to address. First of all, the director, whoever it is, also just was having a rough time <laughs> during this <laughs> match because he was catching people blading and pulling blades out and and looking at and talking to each other and, and looking at the cameras and I don't know what was going on, but uh, maybe you know everybody has a bad night, a yeah. bad match to have that bad night during. I think yes. Um, but as far as the, the polarizing reaction to the spot, uh, you've got 
one one set of people who are complaining. Blah, blah, blah. What you want Jericho to crash to a concrete floor? Well, no, no, that's not that's not the only alternative um, right. to to this problem. And then on the other hand, you've got people saying, um, kind of like what we were just saying. No, we we just want it to be shot differently, and that's fine. But that's also not the only alternative. Right. I ha- I have as much of a problem with the spot because it's been so overdone as mm. I do because of the way that it's that it was shot. I mean, how many times have we seen this? We complain about Shane McMahon because this is all he does. True. Um this kind of spot has not been relevant since 1998. We still talk that's the only one we still talk about is Mick Foley crashing off the top of the cell. Nobody's talking about any thing that's copied that sense so why do it so i just think because for creative reasons that they just shouldn't have done it they should have i like the threatening to do it i like that and i like that ending the match but maybe threaten to do something else um that's a little more grounded that would look a little better that's a little easier to to make it believable um you got all those blades laying around pick one up and threaten to cut the guy if if somebody doesn't give up and then do it because they're doing it anyway and they've done it their whole career i mean that's not the only arm it's just off the top of my head but my point is we've seen that spot so much and it's a it's become a crutch um and everybody worked hard and kudos to jericho for doing it i wouldn't do it um so i'm not taking away from what he sacrificed and what he risked to do it um i'm just kind of saying he didn't have to like there are other ways to do it creatively speaking that would tell the same story be less predictable be something we haven't seen as often and still get us to the same point that is that's a that's a fair assessment um but yeah so i mean it happened it's in the past now hopefully yeah. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here. I mean, the the right team won booking wise. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Because had to go over. Yeah, yeah, they're new. You got to establish them. Yeah. Um, MJF, uh, very, very much ult- ultimate heel right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about some great heel work in AEW. They've got it right now mm-hmm. between MJF and uh, Kenny Omega, Britt Baker, Britt Baker. The heel side is, I mean, not that the, that the, the faces are doing bad, but no, the heels are definitely running the place right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. in AEW. Um, so let's, uh, oh, one other thing I did want to mention, again, we talked about stacked cards. There's another title match in AEW next week and it's Darby Allen versus yep. Miro. Yeah. And talk about, I'm going to say line of the night. <laughs> Maybe line of the week uh, was Miro in his promo. And he said, uh, it's, um, you're, you're somebody who talks about who isn't afraid to die. But what happens when you step in the ring with someone who's not afraid to kill you? <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. And it's like, whoa, okay, here we go. 100%. I, I I know they're probably not going to do it, but Miro should win this belt and this match. I almost think he might. I hope so. Yeah. Otherwise, again, it's like we ask with a lot of things. What are you doing with the guy? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. If you're not going to do that, so if you're not going to give it to him, he shouldn't have the match. Yes, it yeah. should be someone else in there. Um, yeah. But anyway, moving on, uh, we got started to talk about what you got for us this week, my man. Yeah, a little bit. First, the Cosmic Angels successfully defended uh, their artist championships, the the trios championships, and that ties them for the most successful title defenses of that championship at at four. So it's been a historically tough belt to defend. Um, so they're tied. So Cosmic Angels are Tom Nakano and and um, uh, Unagi Sayaka and Mina Shirakawa. And so the they are tied with Tom Nakano, Mayo Watani, Saki Kashima, as well as Mayo Watani, Hiroyu Matsumoto, and Miho Wazakawa. Wakizawa. Blah. I'll get it out. Um <laughs> They do have another title defense coming up. So if they successfully defend, they will hold on to that record on their own. And so uh, I'm definitely pulling for that because I love the Cosmic Angels. Um, And Cinderella Tournament. Yes. It's been rescheduled. It was supposed to finish up on April 30th, but because of the the, uh, COVID outbreak um, at where Kirk and Hall is, they uh, postponed it. So now it's been rescheduled for two dates. <laughs> so instead of just finishing it off, now round two and the quarterfinals will be May 14th at Cork and Hall. And then more than two weeks later, <laughs> the semifinals and the finals will take place on May 29th. So what used to be a one-day tournament is, is now oh. taking place over two months. <laughs> So wow. I don't know if I were them, I would just want to finish the thing off in one night because you know, what if there's another outbreak? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to keep pushing this off. Um, we, but, we might not know the winner till December. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but again, the advantage is the matches will get to be longer. And, uh, and so, you know, there's, there's that, but uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to know who, <laughs> who wins this thing. And we're still <laughs> so far away from it. Um, oh man. So that we had a great i told you that um that momo and azumi were going to be challenging julia and shuri for their for their um tag championships um goddesses of stardom championships and we had that match and it was excellent and yeah julia and shuri won uh, at least momo didn't take the fall <laughs> um, azumi took the fall but oh man it, it was another excellent match from earlier this week um just again very simple they didn't do anything too crazy but it was fast and action-packed and it was dramatic and unpredictable and just well-timed spots and well-executed moves and uh the four of them killed it so um uh that 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 list i'm putting together of my my favorite matches of the year i'm up to 20 we're not even halfway through the year i've got 20 matches on that list right now um so yeah it's getting harder and every time there's one a new one that's like oh that's going on a list you know, how do you determine if it goes between number 12 and 13 or number 13 and 14? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, it's getting difficult now. Um, just wait till you get to the end of the year and you've got like 50 matches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should just be number 46 or number 47. Come yeah. on. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, there's been another show, but uh, I have not been able to watch it. They just posted it yesterday and today was just too busy. So um, when we were recording on Tuesdays, I had everything posted by Tuesday. And now, now that we're recording on Thursday, they're posting stuff after Tuesday. It's like they knew somehow. 
you're a big, big fan, they know that they've got to keep you on your toes. <laughs> I'm going to watch, just post it so I can talk about it when we record. <laughs> yeah, so that's my stardom update. All right. Uh, let's move over to some WWE. Of course, we got to start with SmackDown, big things happening and things that we didn't want to happen again. Shayna Baszler pinned in the middle of the ring again. It's time. Tamina. Tamina. Not even going to do it. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. But <laughs> Tamina. Thank God. Nope. Tamina gets the win. Nope. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, I wasn't going there. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, come what on. was great about that interaction is I, I effing meant it. Like I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> All right. That's um, why I love doing it because it gets on your nerves so bad. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Why can't Naya take a fall? Or why, why can't we get a disqualification win? Or, yeah. or some why why does Shayna have to like they've taken everything that made Shayna special away from her yes and now she's just some other girl on the roster now she's mm-hmm. not special she's not a threat to anybody um they've totally just destroyed her entire reputation yes I agree it's this is one of the textbook examples of them burying someone Maybe not on purpose. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think they intend to, but it, it's and I think I mentioned this before. It's like Superman on the Justice League cartoon, and every time they needed to get over some villain, they'd have them beat Superman. Yeah, and he's freaking Superman. Yeah, like, no, no, he's not the one you use to get other people over. He's Superman, and Shayna was kind of the Superman of that division, and they're using her to get other people over, and as a result, she's lost everything that made her what she was. Yeah. And, and we were texting about this. Like, I just don't understand why Nia is being so protected. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that the impetus or are they really that oblivious to what they're doing? Right. So I don't know, but don't like it. Don't like it. Nope. Um, let's talk about Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. This went as we expected it to. Yes, Roman winning, of course, and Brian uh, banished from SmackDown. Although I didn't necessarily expect it to be clean. True. And True. I thought Edge might interfere or something like mm-hmm. that to keep that going. I don't know where Edge is. Yeah. Um, but uh, clean, clean win for Roman. Excellent match. Yes. Yeah. Didn't expect it to not be a good match. These no. two work very well together. Yeah. It wasn't as good as their uh, their pay per view match, but it was right. still very good. Yeah. And uh, I mean, not to kind of jump off the match, but we got to talk about Daniel Bryan. Lots of uh, news surfacing uh, that because originally it was reported that his contract was set to expire sometime later this summer. Uh, but then it was reported, I believe, by Ryan Satin that no, it's it's expired. It's done. His con- He no longer has a contract with WWE. He is technically a free agent. I missed that. When when did that break? Uh, I read that either yesterday or the day before. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he is he is no longer under contract. That doesn't mean he isn't still working with them. Right, of course. It just means that he is no longer tied by any contract to the company. Mm-hmm. And because we were speculating, okay, maybe he's 
people were like, maybe he'll go to NXT. Maybe he'll come to Raw. Maybe he's yeah. just going to be doing the producer thing backstage. Right. And stepping away. Um, if this is reported correctly and is 100% true and he has no contract, is he thinking about going somewhere else? Could be. It's a possibility. Um, and crazy. I mean, that's just crazy. You imagine if Daniel Bryan in 90 days shows up on AEW? <laughs> Would he have a no compete if the contract just expired? Yeah, I believe if I remember correctly, even if the contract expires, the no compete is kind of in the language that once your contract expires or is terminated, uh, you cannot appear for 90 days on a competitor. Okay, I see it's uh, Sean Ross. Sean, oh, Sean Ross, Sapp, not Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. Oh, sorry, yeah, not Ryan Satin. Got the wrong name in there. Yeah, yeah. Sean Ross Sapp uh, reporting that it is uh, up. So, and and then um, Spencer Love, who is no one, just yes. some, someone I found on Twitter, said uh, Daniel Bryan let his contract run out so the WWE could sign Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs> We need that big money. We need that Eva Marie money. <laughs> got to get it. But hey, we will. Let's go ahead and we'll throw that in there. Of course, we got uh, an Eva Marie promo video. Yeah. They've been talking about her coming back to the company for literally months since the beginning yeah. of the year. And we finally got it. Yeah. And it's funny because the big signature of Eva Marie, the big red hair, gone. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure it was her at first. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, I'm, I'm so used to seeing the hair. I'm like, that's Eva Marie. Is is that Eva Marie? Yeah, it is Eva Marie. <laughs> okay. And it's I, it, breaking down this promo. I don't know if she's going to be in ring or she's going to be a manager because she talks about setting other people up and inspiring them for success. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe there's going to be like a new faction. Maybe that's a setup for that. Who knows? Um, How long but, before she beats Shayna? Oh, uh, that's probably her debut match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are you ready for the evolution? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is this is the tongue-in-cheek uh, McMahon kind of f you to the fans. Oh, you want e- evolution too? Well, oh God, you're gonna get evolution too well, instead. Let, let me tell you, I you know I go to a lot of comic conventions, and yes. and whenever there are WWE stars, if I haven't gotten their autograph and a picture with them, I I get them. Um, Eva Marie was at one that I went to in Richmond. I didn't even bother. <laughs> wow. I'm not spending money on Eva Marie. Wow. I, you know, so I've, I've got Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte. Um, yeah, but nope, not Eva Marie. I didn't even spend the money. And after this year, you're going to be so sad that you no, you don't have a picture and an autograph with a current women's champion <laughs> well you know i've got the replica raw women's title belt and i'm trying to get that signed by everyone who's who's held it and so far i've got the four horsewomen and nobody else but you know if she ever she wins it i guess yeah i guess, I guess i'm paying to. the money for eva marie <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it i'm a i'm a i'm a ill-fated completionist yep <laughs> that's gonna be on my tombstone <laughs> ill-fated completionist and then every letter not used in the words ill-fated completionist will just be listed below so that the whole alphabet is on my <laughs> freaking tombstone here lies steven his biggest regret is he never got that one autograph <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah um uh, 
also another return uh, to WWE TV this week on main event, Jinder Mahal. Yeah. We saw him uh, standing on the stage at, at Mania. Perfect place for a former WWE champion to return. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Hardy as well. Yeah. <laughs> on main event. Yeah. Um, but he didn't return. He returned to WrestleMania. <laughs> well, that's true. And then quickly got put on main event. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, Jinder Mahal got the win, too. I watched it this morning. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and again, uh, we, we were talking, we blanking on the, the, the two guys. Uh, Leaky. One of them is going by Leaky. Um, and hold on, I'll look them up. But because, um, yeah, I'm just not familiar enough with them yet. Um, he's, got a, he's got a new little three man stable going on, basically. Yeah. Um, here it is. Oh, just get to the point. <laughs> column writer. Um, they were into Shar. Yeah. Was, was their, their tag name before mm-hmm. um and now they're going by two different names and no it, it wasn't leaky that's what they called roman reigns when he was when he first uh got to uh nxt oh okay um but it's something like that i'm gonna but to share that's that's the, yeah. the name i was trying to think of is uh they're with gender now um Again, returning on main event, gender picking up a win. Uh, gender seems ready-made as an opponent for Drew McIntyre if they put yeah. him back on Drew. Especially with their history. Yeah, or I mean, even if you don't put the belt on Drew, it could be a way to get Drew away from the spotlight if you're not going to put him back in the championship. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I would prefer. I love Lashley as champion. I want him to be champion for a while, but mm-hmm. don't know if that's in the cards. Right. Um, but well, but you know, with them both being in three man band, yeah, it it and... it writes it itself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the only the only the only bad part is we don't have uh, Heath Slater on. WWE yeah, anymore. Yeah, not to say that he couldn't come back, but <laughs> right. Um, but let's uh, also have another big debut on Raw, Mansoor. Yeah, and if you remember, I was talking a little while back. There are two people to be on the lookout for that were going to show up on the main roster sooner or later. One of them, Kurt Stallion. He's currently injured, mm-hmm. but I still I stand by that. And the other one was Mansoor, and here he is. Who mm-hmm. knows what they're talking about? Who knows what they're talking about? Who? 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 Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Mansoor debuting on Raw, taking on Sheamus in his debut match, which... Went to a no con- well, like to DQ, I guess. No a DQ con- win for Sheamus. By the way, Mansoor coming into this was undefeated in the WWE and it had like a, a 40 or 50 some match win streak. Yep. And, and now gone. Gone because of a DQ. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Humberto Carrillo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of have a problem with them basically destroying what they could have built something around with this undefeated streak. Yeah. They didn't even mention it and they've been building it. I mean, he won that battle Royal in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. He beat Cesaro mm-hmm. on one of the Saudi Arabia shows. Like they, they had actually built something with it and then they just casually tossed it aside without a mention. Just so they can further the Humberto and Seamus. Yeah. Kind of storyline, which I like that story. Yeah, Humberto and Seamus. I think that's great. I like them, uh, you know, elevating Humberto, trying to get some of these people 
who don't normally get time, some shine and build them up, which is the way to go. Wouldn't it have made more sense for Umberto to deliberately get Sheamus disqualified? Yeah, or at least cost him the match. Mm-hmm. Even if you get, you know, even if, if, maybe if you didn't want Mansoor him. to pin him or something like that, yeah. then then he could always get Sheamus disqualified. Or countered out. Yeah, yes. You know, Sheamus goes outside to, to brawl with him and doesn't realize the ref's counting. Yeah. Boom, count out. Yeah. Um, yeah, could have been many other ways to do this a little bit better. Um, yeah. But I am excited that Mansoor is on the main roster. He's a good talent. Yeah, I expect big things from him. Uh, something coming to a head. We've seen this coming. We knew it was going to happen at some point. Of course, Cedric, Shelton, the breakup has happened. Yeah. Um, and Cedric kind of some very unkind words. <laughs> Never really saw Cedric like that before. Yeah. He didn't even sound like Cedric Alexander. He was he so was... passionate and yelling and it, like his voice was unrecognizable to me as Cedric Alexander's voice. Yes. Um, so obviously we're going to get a little feud going with the two of them, which is good. I mean, give them something to do. It doesn't have to have a title yeah, involved. Exactly. You get, so, you get story behind it and put some passion behind it, especially like with the emotions that Cedric is explaining. And then who, who doesn't feel for Shelton, you know, being mm-hmm. told that he's washed up and mm-hmm. not good anymore. Shelton freaking Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> Gold standard, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Where's his mama? His mama needs to come back and and, and give old Cedric a talking to. Hit him with her purse. (laughs) But uh, so I'm I'm enjoying that. Hopefully uh, that pans out well. But then we have Angel Garza. Angel Garza sighting again. I loved this. And this was great. This was great. Him versus Drew Gulak. And they, they, they have the little thing backstage. And Garza, they're talking about the rose. And everything, and then Garza's like, yeah, I'm going to shove it up your ass after I beat you. <laughs> and he did. <laughs> well, he did. What kind of? Shoved, shoved it down it his pants. Down his pants. <laughs> and then he kicked it. And then he, Oh, that's right. He did kick it. So. He did. Ugh, a little thorny um, in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it. It was an edge to, to Garza that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, while still doing his, his you know, um, Don Juan stuff. Yeah, it's kind of Lothario thing going on. Yeah, and so uh, there's a, a an interesting dichotomy there that we it, it's new, it's something new, and if they don't give up on it, I think it will work. Yes, I agree. He's an excellent talent and should definitely at least be an upper mid carter. Yeah, I hope with like you know the stuff we're seeing with like Cedric Shelton, Angel Garza, uh, even Drew Gulak, who's a great talent as well. Yeah, that's my only thing. I, I wish he wasn't the one that was used for this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mansoor. I, I hope. And Humberto, I hope that that you know in two weeks we're not going. Where are these guys? Yeah. What happened to them? Yeah. Oh, hey, they're on main event. You know, I hope. <laughs> uh, I hate that. We, I hate to talk about main event that way, but you know, Charlotte just beat Angel Garza. <laughs> Charlotte beats Angel Garza because <laughs> yeah. she doesn't appreciate his advances. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, that's something I didn't mention. I do want to jump back. <laughs> that could be something. <laughs> that could be. That could be. Um, I'm not saying a match between the two, but that would that could be kind of fun. Okay, what are you saying? Funny. Uh, just because we were mentioning Charlotte and uh, the advances of Angel Garza, let's let's jump back just a second. Let's talk about Andrade. Uh, just oh first. yeah, uh, he challenged Kenny Omega. Yeah, for Triple Mania for the Triple A Championship. 
that's big stuff. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That's, that's real, real interesting. Um, that just made me think of it, but uh, I, I don't imagine he would have done that unless it was a, a done deal. Yeah. So I think this is pretty yeah. much going to happen. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I mean, good for him. Good yeah. for him. Um, now let's see. Okay. So, okay. Speaking of things that we seem to get every week that we don't really want, <laughs> instead of the things we want that we never get to see um lana and naomi uh they're very tired of the three-on-two situation and yeah. as i said before i'm tired of this match <laughs> <laughs> yeah well no i think we're, i think we're getting more of it because they were talking backstage it was a wwe.com exclusive or something like that where uh lana was was so downtrodden over over what happened and naomi was fired up saying that you know i'm sick of this sick of this three on two stuff um we're gonna do whatever we need to do suggesting that uh you know if they needed to cheat to win they were gonna start cheating to win at least over Shayna and naya um so there, there seems to be more coming but it looks like it's gonna be a little different from what we've been seeing new attitude maybe evening up the odds could this be a spot for eva marie because that's who you go to well i mean with her promo saying she wants to inspire others yeah maybe maybe that maybe there's something to that who knows you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) you heard it from tim first heard it from me (laughs) well and when i'm right next week i'll lord it over you (laughs) all right (laughs) um but yeah again but again the 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 core to this for me is just like you have what three women's tag team (laughs) let's go come on Build yeah. the division or the titles don't mean anything. Yep. I hate to say it. They barely mean anything now. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, do better. Do Let's better. move on to stuff that uh, we generally like a lot. And that's Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Um, her promo has been great. Now, my only issue with any of this is WWE has two speeds. <laughs> too quick yeah and way too long of a build (laughs) yeah uh and i think it's been i mean we like it's been too long for us to even know who she's targeting or her first match or whatever will be i I think they've just they've gone overboard with that and it's taken too long Mm -hmm. to get there um just like i didn't like the what a month and a half of Rhea Ripley's coming to Raw <laughs> before it actually happened. Yeah. I thought it would have been better if they hadn't promoted it at all and they'd have just had her shown up. It would or way instead, of, instead of just giving us text on a screen, give us some vignettes. Yeah, something. Do, do yeah. something different. But anyway, um, still love all the stuff that Alexa Bliss does in this promo. Of course, she's talking about Lily and how Lily has finally set her sights on a target. And she'd been playing hide and seek all night. Um, big fan of red, lots of little clues in there. And then we found the picture because I had read about it. Apparently Lily showed up in the background of someone else's backstage time. Yeah. Uh, and it was during the interaction with Sonia Deville and Charlotte flair. And Sonia Deville was wearing red. So, but the, the the big question here is, is Sonya Deville hasn't been in the ring forever. Right. Not that she has to be to get this first appearance of Lily, you know, over with or out mm-hmm. there. Um, it could be, 
Lily backstage just jumping and beating the crap out of Sonya Deville. It doesn't have to be a match per se. Wait, but, you want Lily to beat the crap out of Sonya Deville? How is that? How would that work? Well, no, I'm okay. I'm operating under the assumption that Lily is to Alexa Bliss as the fiend is to Bray Wyatt. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. I thought you just wanted to totally kill off Sonya Deville's character. Forever. No, no. So like when we see Alexa Bliss's new persona. in-ring persona, it will be kind of a la The Fiend, but it'll be her as Lily. Okay. Like a maybe a mask that looks kind of like the face of Lily's puppet, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I like just, it. I hope you're right. That's that's kind of what I was envisioning for this mm-hmm. when they started doing it. So, uh, it so feels yeah. like they're building something with Sonya. They're they're building something with Sonya. Yeah, uh, obviously, because I mean they're they're using her a lot. It's just not in the capacity we expected. Right. Well, uh, she's got this thing going on with Adam Pierce, and they're butting heads, and she's trying to kind of take over as the lead um, you know, authority figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have somewhere that they're going with it. Yes. But I mean, I guess the other is she could set her sights on Charlotte. Yeah, she could. She was Charlotte. She was not wearing red. Um, (laughs) I think she had something either white or gold. Okay. Okay. Excuse me. Um, So yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm excited to finally get Alexa bliss to return to the ring for some kind of actual in-ring action. Yeah. Bray, where's Bray? Yeah, and well, and I guess I kind he of go, he comes and goes. I kind of understand it if you're really wanting to push cuz they are pretty much identical characters. Mhm. Um and if you want to lean heavy into one like they're doing with Alexa, maybe you put the jets on or cool the jets on Bray for a little while. Um honestly, you probably need to put Bray back on SmackDown. I think it's going to be tough having the two characters separate from each other. Yeah. So I think you need to split them on shows. So mm-hmm. I, I would put Bray on SmackDown um, or, or, or change one of them or change one of them. But it's like, man, I just, I really like what they're doing with Alexa. Yeah. I think she pulls it off very well, but mm-hmm. so does Bray. Right. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. This it's it's an interesting one. I don't, I, I don't think they should have split them. <laughs> yeah, I that's the thing. I was like, why did you have to split them? Why couldn't they still be hanging out all together, but doing their own separate thing? And yeah, having their own matches. And yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We shall see. Uh, then of course we have to talk about the big match that main event of Raw, which was Lashley versus Braun, and uh, what was it? If braun wins he's no he's already been added yes yeah he's already added to the to the match um but this was just a a one-on-one match yeah and braun loses again yeah now this time there was a distraction from drew mcintyre but still it it goes back to the superman thing they're just making people look strong by having them beat braun all the time and as a result it's making braun look really weak yeah it's making him look like this big guy who talks tough but gets beat by everybody yeah Walks walks tall, but doesn't have the big stick to go with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. I don't think it helps. I don't like the way he sells either. I don't think it helps. With his face, I mean. Okay. I think I, I, he doesn't look tough when he's selling. He looks like he's taken aback and, and almost scared. 
mm. of, of the pain. I, th- I think he needs to sell more like a tough guy. Um, that would help a little bit. Watch, watch his face next time. That okay. is, he, after he takes a big move or something like that, um, it should be more grimacing and less what just happened to me. Ah, so a little bit of overselling in the wrong direction. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. Again, my biggest issues, it seems with the WWE and their booking is they take people that should be presented as much stronger than they are. And they're always just taking pinfalls left and right. Yeah. I don't quite understand it. Um, Next next week we get Lashley against Drew again. Yep. So again, revolving door on those matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we did get the official announcement that, of course, Charlotte Flair is now officially added and will be in the triple threat right. for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania Backlash. Rhea Ripley also being booked like a heel still. Yep. She was very heelish this time coming out and and uh, complaining about how unfair the triple threat matches. It's not something a face does. Yeah. Um, saying that she has the title she deserves. Faces don't talk about deserving titles. They talk about earning titles. True. Um, so I wonder if it's just for the Charlotte thing or if it will stick after the Charlotte thing. So. Yeah, because... and I mean, even, uh, sorry, the Oscar thing, with, yeah, with Oscar being a part of it. Yeah, which is interesting because I don't understand why they can't, especially with Charlotte in the mix. Like, why does it... Why does one always have to be heel and one always has to be babyface? Mm-hmm. Why can't... why? What couldn't it have been baby's face? Why did why did Rhea need to be heelish at all? I think they prefer triple threat matches with one face and two heels. Mm. Um, because that way the heels can kind of gang up on the face. Whereas if you have faces ganging up on a heel, it's a little uncharacteristic. True. So but then it's like you want the heels, you want Asuka getting ganged up on? You want one person for the crowd to get behind. Well, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I think that's the thought. Now whether, you know, but again, yeah. if if the point is for Rhea to retain and then maybe move on to a program with Charlotte, right? Don't you hurt it a little bit by having her heel now? I think so, and, and that's what I'm. You know, yep. It's kind of a rhetorical question, but yeah, yeah, it's like it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. So she was definitely the things she was saying is definitely they 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 weren't things that a baby face said. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'll take Rhea as a heel. I think she could be a tremendous heel. Yeah, it's just an interesting choice right now. Yeah, very interesting choice given where they're at in the story. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. But mm-hmm. yeah. But that's pretty much all the the big stuff that went down that uh we could think to cover. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. we missed some stuff. And yeah. but that's all right. Uh thanks for tuning in uh with us this week. What was one thing that you really loved this week, Steve? I hate to do this one. I'm gonna do two because I couldn't decide. Okay. First, if you go to Saray's Twitter account. She, she's doing something very simple, but so entertaining. She's doing hashtag Saray with, and then she'll post a picture of herself with something. So maybe it's Saray with ice cream. <laughs> it's just her with ice cream. Saray <laughs> with cookie, and it's her with a cookie. Um, I, it just works, and I'm getting such a big kick out of it. But as far as on screen stuff, it's no longer an imaginary feud, Tim. The million dollar man. Ted DiBiase yes. has now twice gotten one over on Cameron Grimes. And Take I'm loving, <laughs> I'm loving every second of it. Oh, when he showed up, uh, cause that, that first vignette 
where he was getting a ring was very reminiscent of mm. the one back in the day where Ted DiBiase was commissioning his million dollar championship. Yep. It was very reminiscent of that. And it made me think of that. And I, I think that was probably the idea. And when DiBiase actually showed up, I completely popped. It was basically my favorite thing of the week. Um, I, I, I love it. It's not going to lead to a match of any kind. And I don't even care because I'm so entertained by this. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm going to piggyback. It was probably my favorite thing this week too, as far as something <laughs> yeah. I loved. Uh, yeah. And the whole renting out, you don't rent out one room. <laughs> you rent the whole club. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> what I really want. I want them to pair them up together. I want him to have DiBiase move to mentor oh, him. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I think I think that could be gold. I think that would mm-hmm. be awesome. Um, but yeah, loving loving the million dollar man and the camera grab stuff. It is amazing. Um, but that's our show. Uh, any parting thoughts, my friend? Thanks for finding us on Friday. Yes. Again, thanks for tuning in for the new. New day, not the new time. The new day. <laughs> uh, yes, it is yeah. on Fridays. Uh, we'll be back next week with more news. We got uh, another bonus episode in the pipes. This time we're going to be talking about SummerSlam 93. Uh, going to have that hopefully in the next uh, week or so up and ready for your listening enjoyment. But stick with us. Remember, you can find us at Plus WrestleCast on Twitter. That's P-L-U-S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. And you can search for us on Facebook under the Positively Wrestling Podcast and listen to us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week right here on Positively Wrestling.